Welcome back, humor consumers, to the Life Happens Laugh Anyway podcast. I'm comedian Tracy DeGraff. And I'm Catherine, co-host and bestie. Welcome back to the Pod Lab, co-host and bestie. Glad to be here. Yeah, we're really cranking them out now. I know. I thought in this particular case, we have got to get at least ahead in the way of not doing this the day before and yeah, then editing the morning of. <laughs> I know. It gets a little stressful because if there's any kind of a glitch... Which there has been the past two episodes. You know what I was going to say? I was going to say, if there's a glitch, we go in the ditch. <laughs> I had I a, Oh my gosh. What? You had a dream weird. about that? I had a dream that my mom ended up in a ditch. Oh no. And it woke me up in the middle of the night and yeah, it was awful. She was on like this little, in my dream, she was with friends and they were on this like little train thing, the kind that you would see in a zoo. It's a train on wheels. Mm -hmm. You know, the friends took her. They didn't see her wander off when it was finished. And Kenny and I could see her from across a, a divided highway and she just wanders and she falls down into this ditch. Oh, no. And then I run across the divided highway and there she is all curled up. It was awful. It it sounds awful. Yes. Yeah, so I'm when sorry you that ditch, I triggered that. <laughs> I know. Whoops. It was a trigger word. Sorry. <laughs> well, aside from that, uh, we're talking today about tipping. So if you're joining us for the first time, we're just two best friends who do a weekly podcast. New episodes come out Wednesdays at noon Yay Central us. Time. I know. Proud of us. Oh, so proud. Proud of me. We haven't done anything as consistently except for stay married. Right. And raise kids. I mean, we're not married to each other. Right. <laughs> we're married. Let's clarify that for we're our married. newbies listening. We're married to our husbands. <laughs> and we have children. That's funny. I know. That could be taken. Whatever. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, so this is episode number 142. Right. And the topic of the day is tipping. And I did not know that there's a big thing out there now. Yeah. I couldn't wait to do this yeah this one was Catherine's suggestion that we do this topic because she had heard about whatever whatever we're going to talk about today uh before we get into the takeaways mm -hmm. let's talk about our sponsors That's we right. do have sponsors of this podcast because podcasts do cost money yeah and our sponsors us. give five dollars a month and the way yeah. that they do that <laughs> is through patreon so if you're listening and you have been listening for a while and you'd like to become a humor contributor and cross over that rainbow bridge from consumer to contributor, uh, we will welcome your $5. And that takes place on Patreon. You can go there and just put in Life Happens Laugh Anyway podcast. You'll find us. Or you can go to the show notes of this episode. You'll find it there. Or you can find it at my website, tracydegraff.com. Right. You know what I forget to say sometimes when I'm saying, when I'm talking about the Patreon thing and why we need the money? Yeah, what? I forget to say that it also helps us with our mission because we do like to encourage and inspire people. Uh, we always point to God at the end. We to do. Jesus. I and mean, so that's really why we're doing this. We're not doing this to make money, really. Mm -hmm. I mean, it'd be nice if someday down the road we get, you know. Yeah, because it is work. Oh, yeah. It's right. a, it's at least a full day, oh, I would say. What? Maybe people can tip us. Oh, that's that's their tip. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we, we need a tip. That's great. Because we don't have money. Right. Well, yeah. And, you know, I kind of think that there are different expectations. Like with a tip, you have a certain expectation. Like I'm going to give this to you, obviously, out of gratitude, whatever. And then there's sponsorship, which is, hey, I'm just supporting your mission. Mm -hmm. But so, yeah, give us a tip sponsor. Mm hmm. All right, enough about that. The takeaways from today, we, we always give you a couple takeaways. One, we're going to talk about 
the history of tipping a little bit there. We're going to also talk about tipping fatigue. And yes. Yeah. Because we're in all, that's a thing. It is a thing. And yeah. Tip creep. Have you heard of that? I haven't heard that one. Oh, we're going to talk about that. Okay. But there was a viral video that went out. We're going to talk about that a little bit. And then um, to tip or not to tip? That's the question. Mm -hmm. And then like what industries do you tip and how much do you tip? All those things. Get fired up, people. Yep. I'm here sure we go. you have a thought on it. In mm. fact, I know you do. Everybody has thoughts, Catherine. Well, they have, let's say, emotional thoughts attached yes. to this one. How Bingo. about that? Bingo. On the nose. Emotions definitely get you going. Oh, as always, we have an inspirational close. So we're going to send you to the word of God and just give you some inspiration there. And then finally, we'll have a little call to action. So what say you, Catherine, about tipping? First of all, I say, well, you mean in terms of history? Yeah, whatever you want to say. Okay. So I saw a segment on TV and they covered over the years, the past, actually the past few years since the pandemic, their opinion on tipping. So I thought that is a hot button. That's a hot subject. And because I've had many thoughts and I get all worked up when I pull up to my fast food coffee place that I go to. Dunkin' Donuts. <laughs> they want to tip. Yeah. I just realized I always I go to McDonald's and so do you McDonald's a lot for coffee and they don't have a tip jar there ever. Yeah, I, I don't think I've seen one. Never. They may some places, but they I haven't may. seen one. Yeah, right here. but I've not and I've frequented many McDonald's. Yeah. So and this has been a thing since the pandemic mostly that these, you know, like Starbucks, Dunkin' Donuts, places that you go to a drive through and there's the big old tip jar there. Yeah. And it evokes thoughts. <laughs> It, I like and, what you said, though. You said emotions because every action or thought or behavior mm -hmm. is driven by an emotion. That's right. That's the way we function as humans. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So then I texted you, I think, and just said, let's do an episode on tipping. Yeah. It's a hot button. So that's how you first heard about it. Something you watched on TV that was talking about this tipping rage. Well, it made me realize, hey, I got a lot to, to say about that. Yeah. And so, yes, that was what tipped me over the edge haha -ha. during the pandemic I think a lot of things a lot of different emotions were at play oh yes and the pandemic has changed so many things and tipping is one of them okay yeah. all right well what what did you learn because I'll share some of what I learned as well about the history of tipping how did we even come to this place where tipping is an expectation yeah I did not know that tipping initially started in Europe and it was like an aristocrat type thing and the U.S. didn't have any tipping system whatsoever. But then uh, before the Civil War and or during, people were traveling to Europe and they were picking up this idea. So it was brought over here. It really took off post-Civil War era. But what's behind it is a lot of racism, a lot of you know, it's a it's a negative thing, basically. And so it really that's like I said, that's where it started and it took off and it was because so a lot of the enslaved people were now free they were going to places to get employed but the places that would employ them would just base it on tipping and so that now you have american travelers that are middle class mostly in regards to getting these luxuries like say the pullman train mm -hmm. i think i read something about that that they only hired african-american people but they didn't pay them and it was based on tips only 
Well, the problem was a lot of the travelers were middle class people who other who didn't have servants, who didn't have these things. So they were like, "Ooh, we get this luxury," but they really couldn't afford to tip a lot. So there's all these negative um, attachments to that. That would definitely be a negative <clears throat> attachment if I was a person who had been enslaved, and now I'm looking for a job, and now I'm enslaved again. Exactly. Because I'm working for free, basically. Exactly. So they're getting ripped off. Yes. Yeah. So that's its origins in the United States. And then Europe started to, they did away with it in the United States. We embraced it and it grew from there. And then I did not know this until, actually, you told me about it when we were talking about doing this episode, what tips stood for. Maybe I heard it a long time ago, but I'd long since forgotten it. That it means to ensure promptness, right? Yeah. However, it seems backwards because if tip is to ensure promptness, you would give that before the promptness is a thing, wouldn't yeah. you? You would think, right. Or would your server just know that if I'm not prompt, I'm not going to get a tip? Well, I believe in our generation of growing up, that's that's what Comes it was. after. Yeah. Okay, a question for you. Because your mom is from England, as mm-hmm. we know, and maybe new listeners, uh, heads up, Catherine's yeah. mom grew up in England. Mm-hmm. If I were to go to England today, mm-hmm. 2023, would I go to a restaurant and tip or no? Actually, no. Uh, I I wondered if tipping was now popularized over there because I remember when I was a lot younger and my relatives and friends over there said, we don't tip. And that was something they didn't expect. When they came here, they... Um, They're like, oh, no. <laughs> well, same with taxes. Their taxes are included in the price. Oh, ret- okay. Yeah. So there were all these extra fees over here, like tipping and taxes and um, sales tax, that is things like that. But Mm -hmm. I just read that in England, they passed a law on tipping for bars and restaurants and that the new law, and this is as of May 2023, rules that withholding tips from staff will be unlawful. So you mean the the, restaurant withholding tips? Yeah. So the tipping bill has... Well, they must tip, but it, I've also, okay, so yes, they must tip, but the um, restaurant operators, whatever, owners, they can't pay them less because of the tipping. Okay. I also read that they still don't really have to tip, and when they do, it's only 10, 12, 15%, and that's even now. At least that's what I read. Which was really more in line with what I remember growing yeah. up. You tip at least 10 to 10 20 to percent. 20. Right. And I could never do the 15 percent because I can't do math. But the other interesting thing about the history of tipping. OK, so you've got the aristocrats from Europe yeah. who set this example and set this expectation. If you really want to be posh, yeah. you know, you tip. All right. So that comes over. And then we've got the the slaves in America are free and now they're basically working for free or working for tips which is unfair Mm -hmm. and then you had the minimum wage that was set in place in America yep okay so there was a minimum wage and eventually there was a minimum wage that needed to be given for the tip uh workers that's right okay well the minimum wage in America has obviously gone up quite a bit significantly from its you know Mm -hmm. beginning Mm -hmm. however the minimum wage for our tip service workers has stayed the same since like the mid 60s. I wondered if you knew that. Yeah, it's I learned the that. same today in 2023. It's two dollars and something cents today. I know. 
the same as before. I was appealed. It's been when 50 years. That. 50 like well, I think it was the mid 60s and I was born in 65, so it's like 55 mm-hmm. plus years, you yeah. know, 57 That's years. That's a long time too. It is a long time for something to be set and not moved. Absolutely, especially in today's environment and culture and especially after the pandemic. And I understand that if you're in the service industry, especially food service, right, you can make bank on tips. Mm -hmm. You can if you're in the right restaurant with the right clientele, the right expectation, and you're the right server. Yeah. You you do a good job, right? Mm -hmm. You can make bank, right? Even if the minimum wage for a tip service job is two bucks an hour, you know, and some change. However... I do believe that there are problems with that because people can take advantage of it. Absolutely. And it's not fair. And obviously the server has a choice, you know, well, I can go somewhere else, but maybe they're in a region of the country where <laughs> you're slim pickings. Yeah, that's right. Anyway. All right. What, do you have anything else about the history of tipping? Uh, Not really. Okay. I want to say one thing about the pandemic. Did you hear something glitchy? No. Okay. Let me double check audacity. I had a flip here. Sorry, we've had glitchiness and then it seems to be fine. Okay, hopefully we're fine. All right. So during the pandemic, there was a lot of, oh, no, um, you know, our essential workers, you know, are out there. Right. And the rest of us are sitting on the couch. You know, my, my job wasn't essential. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and so we felt bad. And I do remember like going through even McDonald's and just saying, just keep the change. You know, they can put it in that little Ronald McDonald house or whatever. And honestly, people didn't want to touch the change. You know, there was those times in the beginning where doctors were washing their groceries on TV and showing you how to do (laughs) things like that. And I don't know, it seemed like during the pandemic, that was like the one thing you could do to show love and generosity and, you know, compassion on people. That's exactly right. It was a compassionate thing. It was just an extra thank you for showing up. And, and yeah, and that's how it came to be. And then also that the tip jars started to show up at drive ups. Yeah. And here... And even um, like healthcare workers were tipped in a way. Really? Well, um, let me explain. In a way, they were tipped by food and stuff. You remember when um, various people would do drives to drop off sandwiches at the hospital and stuff like that. Mm. And remember all the signs thanking the healthcare workers. And um, there were different companies that were donating like um, whatever little... Um, cheeseburgers and stuff that they would take over to the nursing staff I mean it it was just an outpouring of we're kind of all in this together and so we want to show and I think that's really is the American spirit I do believe that the United States of America is a extremely generous country we are known to be yes in terms of charity giving in giving exactly So that's where our heart is for the most part. However, let's move into tipping fatigue. Yeah. How do you feel as a consumer about that? I do feel um, fatigued, taxed from it. I feel anxiety. Mm -hmm. Um, Not extreme anxiety, but I do feel anxiety when when that little square thing that is in front of you when you're at a... Um, help yourself type service industry when you go to the counter yourself and you're not being waited on and they turn that thing over to you and then there's your options and 
there's well there's usually if you look under the options it'll say um actually it's really high now it'll it i don't even think 10 percent is on there but it'll be 20 um you know 30 up to 30 percent typically on those little things and i stand there like okay they're right in front of me yeah and i (laughs) did find out that it's the retailer that sets those yes so they they have their own uh point of sale software and they can choose Mm -hmm. where do you want the tips to start yeah they don't have to choose 10 percent. they can choose to start at 20 percent and go up from there yeah right and i also learned that it is those point of sale devices like toast and square uh, Clover, I think, is another one mm-hmm. that really that really enabled um, these people in the service industry to take advantage of that. Yeah, because it made it simple yeah. for one thing. Yeah, and it put the guilt trip on you. That's right. Because <laughs> you're okay if you're giving me my coffee. Yeah. So you just gave me my coffee. Mm-hmm. You just did your job that you're paid a whatever wage for. Right. And now I have my coffee, mm-hmm. and now I go to pay. So I swipe or tap or mm-hmm. stick it in or whatever, and up comes the tip part, and you're right there. That's exactly it. We have to put a like like a ceiling on it because that, like you just said, that's their job. And those people standing at the counter, they're not paid. I don't believe anyway, like waitress salaries. The lower waiter. the lower two dollar an hour right. wage. They're and, paid and a t- minimum wage. And on top of it, they are not um, serving in the way that a waiter or waitress would be and not that's only that but now like mcdonald's we went into mcdonald's on our most recent oh my gosh our most recent trip to to south carolina oh. okay so i had a gig down there and mm-hmm. Catherine and i drove which we're not going to do that again because that not was that a, far no. no especially not through the mountains mm. <laughs> anyway so we go into this mcdonald's and there's the kiosk where you're supposed to order your own thing. Yeah, they're really pushing that They now. are. And mm-hmm. in fact, this um, employee came out from behind the counter and mumbled something like, well, 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 kiosk. Yeah. Like, we're supposed to go over there yeah. mm-hmm. and and get friendly with the kiosk. We're required to do their job. It, I saw fingerprints all over that glass, by I know. The way. It was disgusting. And then anyway. Gonna, yeah. Okay, wait. The, the employee... <laughs> I'm waiting. I'm sorry. The employee (laughs) helped us to learn how to do the kiosk. And once we, we can be taught, right? But I don't necessarily want to learn. No, I don't either. I don't want to. I also can't stand when I go to a big box store and you have to do the self-checkout. I don't even sweat that much, but when I'm having (laughs) to check myself out, (laughs) <laughs> you get and sweating. I can't stand it when I have to do the produce, you know. Oh when, yeah, when you you like, well, you know, and then you're you're looking all over the screen and touching it and, and <laughs> trying to find where the you know the right lettuce that you picked up or the squash, <laughs> then, you know. And you're, I can't stand that. I know. I I really want to just say I just want a cup of coffee. That's what I want, and I don't want to have to mess. With the screen, mm-hmm. with the m- million options. Anyway, <laughs> sorry, I lost track of where I was. Rant so, over. Yeah, no, shun, unshun. <laughs> wait, wait a minute. I love this subject. Tipping fatigue comes in when you have stuff like that going on. Okay, we're not old, but we're middle. We're in the middle, yeah. right? So mm-hmm. I'm 57. I'm not ancient. I can learn how to use technology and all of that. Yeah, it's but not about. I, 
I don't that. want to. I no. I just want to put one foot in front of the other, get my coffee, and move along. Isn't this why we do it? Isn't this why we go to those places? So that somebody else makes it, somebody else rings you up, and somebody else serves it to you. I don't want to go <laughs> to, a re- a, to a restaurant, not even a fast food place, and do it myself. Okay, but you know what that motivates me to do when it's that complicated? And then they want to tip on top of that. Mm-hmm. I want to just make my own coffee. I just might as well make my own coffee, yeah. put it in my little thermos, and bring it along. Right. And like it, they used to before there were <laughs> drive throughs <laughs> Dang. Rant okay. not over. Rant not over. <laughs> okay, but I do want to say, though, that we've been to hundreds and hundreds of McDonald's, and they don't have that. But Dunkin' Donuts does. I still like Dunkin' Donuts. But they do have that tip jar up at the window. So does Starbucks. I wonder, maybe McDonald's has a policy that they don't have that. Do you okay. Know? okay, here's one thing about the drive-thru that I will give them credit for. Mm-hmm. If they are working that drive-thru window when it is freezing cold and windy out, I do feel bad for them. I feel bad too. But it's a it's a stepping stone job. That's true. It motivates people to, you know, work up higher. I'm sorry, but okay. So when I was first starting out, my first one of my first jobs was I worked at a grocery store at Dominic's. Okay. And as a bagger, which is typically where you start out, you have to go out in the freezing cold. And I was this big. I mean, I was tiny. (laughs) And you have to go into the parking lot and you have to gather up all those carts. Nowadays, they have those belts and they have things that help you maneuver the carts. No, 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 (laughs) not so. Back when I had to do it. Okay, my whole point of, of bringing this up is it was a struggle. And then when you're right. slushing through slush and salt and all the stuff in the winter, um, we were told you cannot accept tips. And because um, we also then would help people bring right, groceries their to their car. Right. And it was a strict policy that this is part of our service and you cannot accept tips. And, and and because they told you that, mm-hmm. when somebody would try to offer you a tip, you would have to say, we're not allowed to accept tips. That's right. So then they're setting an expectation for their clientele. Right. Now everybody knows mm-hmm. this employee is paid to do this job. They're mm-hmm. getting their income from the grocery store, right. not from you. And guess how it benefited me? I was motivated to not have to do that anymore. Right. So, to move up. To move up to the fish department. <laughs> Okay, side note. (laughs) Which is true. (laughs) I have to tell you what happened yesterday because I don't remember if I told you this. Mm -hmm. Yesterday, Catherine and I went and picked up our groceries together, which we often do. Mm -hmm. And we went to Aldi. We are Siamese, (laughs) if you please. (laughs) We went to Aldi and we used Instacart. And I've, I've, I've been using Instacart now for three years since the pandemic. Mm -hmm. I absolutely love it most of the time. They should sponsor us. Yes. Shout out to Instacart. Yeah, I don't think they do that. But yes, they should because Whatever. we love it mm-hmm. most of the time. Okay, so you you click, click, click. You put your stuff in your cart. You pay for it. And then you, you pull up to Aldi. You pop the trunk and they put the groceries in. Mm-hmm. Most of the time, I get out of the car and I help whomever it is, the employee that is loading up my car. I'll help. Yeah. I'll help that person. You do do that. Right. I do because mm-hmm. I feel like if that was me and I was busy, I would appreciate it yeah. rather I'd... than just sit in the car. Mm-hmm. All right. Yesterday, I uh, got out and Catherine is driving a brand new to her car. Mm-hmm. She just got a new car 
And that woman had two carts that she was pulling out. She had our groceries, mine, yours, and another gal's. Oh, she did? She did. She, oh. But she only had a couple bags because hmm. it had a different last name on it. Mm-hmm. And I pointed out to her that that stuff doesn't belong to us, but these two do. Anyway, she had two carts. Well, she let go of one of the carts and it was headed right toward your car. I wondered why you said what you, because I got out too, but by the time you had said that, I got back into the yeah. car. Because you can't have three people putting groceries into one car. There's not enough room. Right. So anyway. Yeah. Well, I did say to her, I said, well, hang on to that cart. Cause, I heard you say that. Cause, yeah. Because I said, she just got a new car <laughs> and she doesn't want that cart in it, you know. So she let go of it? She let and, go of it. And I pointed out to her that the cart was moving toward your car mm-hmm. and she better grab it. Well, and then she was, so she grabbed the cart and then she was fussing with her um, keypad, whatever it was. While, while she let me, she stood there and watched me load up the car. Yeah. And I, I was, would, I was thinking, okay, and I put in a case of water and I put in another case of water and then some other heavy bags and there was some um, pop, not pop, but LaCroix. Yeah. There were two like 12 packs of LaCroix that were underneath. Now, when I get LaCroix in the grocery store, I don't put them underneath because then I know I've got to, to lift them. it up. Right. Because <laughs> I've been on this rodeo for a while. I know. And I mean, this woman didn't know this, but I just recently had some back issues and I'm very careful about lifting anything yeah. from basically the floor. Yeah. Okay. So I was annoyed. Mm-hmm. And aggravated and all the emotions and almost like angry with the the lack of customer service. Oh, I knew. I know you so well. <laughs> I could tell. I, I was I was watching you in the rear view mirror. Oh, I didn't yeah, tell you this. Yeah. I could tell by the way you held your face in your mouth. <laughs> I could tell by the way you had the way you had put something into the car Clunk. yourself <laughs> yeah. a little bit. Yeah. yeah. Your whole demeanor. I'm sorry. I could tell. Forgive me, Lord. Forgive me. <laughs> and and so I did say to the woman, I said, I'm going to let you get the stuff from the bottom. Mm-hmm. I'm going to I did call it pop because it just came to my yeah, mind. I yeah, said, I'm yeah. going to let you get that pop. <clears throat> and she goes, oh, you want me to get that? I go, yeah, I do. <laughs> <laughs> and there was a thing of there was a thing of oatmeal down there, too. Mm-hmm. I said, I'll get the oatmeal. You get the pop. <laughs> yeah. And I didn't want to go into the whole thing about my back and blah, blah, blah. But my expectation has been for three years, pop the trunk, they put it in, and I go and help. That's, but that's added that I just want to do. Mm-hmm. But I just felt like her, she should have been giving the customer service that I think the store is hoping that she'll give. Yeah, I, I did wonder, because I was helping too a little bit, and I was kind of wondering, well, maybe she thought, well, these two, they've, they've got it, you know. And I was thinking, maybe that's it. Could be. Maybe that's why she stood aside. But but that's I the th- first time it's happened in three years and all the other employees just do, you know. Their they job. Just, yeah, they do their job. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Do you remember in the beginning, we tried to tip them and they said, oh, no. Right. They did Wait. the thing that your uh, grocery store employee did. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Tipping fatigue. I believe I have it correct. It came out as a result of a viral video. Did you hear about that? The TikTok video? Only because you mentioned it. And then I did look it up. Yeah. I didn't watch it because one, it was on TikTok and I didn't want to open up TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> I, I hear you. Yeah. Well, but I, I read about it. Okay. So I watched it. It was a pizza delivery mm-hmm. and the tip was $5. The purchase price of the pizza was 20 Yeah. A $5 tip on a $20 pizza is pretty good. Mm-hmm. 
And the pizza delivery man yelled to the homeowner, that's a pretty nice house for only a $5 tip. Mm-hmm. And the homeowner replied so, with... You're welcome. Like, yeah, with some kind of a snarky comment too. And then the pizza delivery boy said F you mm-hmm. to the homeowner. Yeah, and it was caught on her camera thing yes. on the door. Yeah. And she put it out there and it went viral. And then it started this conversation about tipping fatigue because mm-hmm. there's that, that expectation. Um, what do they call that um, when it's expected? It's... Um, you're um like it's they expected. say no no they say the young people they're entitled oh entitled you're entitled you're entitled to this hmm. yeah so i do think that it's created a conversation yeah here's another word that came out of pandemic as well there's um tip fatigue tip fatigue and tip creep is a term that i just found and tip creep is more than uh, fatigue, it's irritation. Okay. Yeah. So I'm going to use that now. Tip creep. I would say you that tip, tip creep. creep is also like what first came to my mind is that it's creeping into many other industries where you, one wouldn't normally expect to have to tip. Yep, that's, that's it. That's what the irritation is. And that's what the fatigue is. So th- the problem is, okay, these um, service industry places like like Starbucks, they're relying on the consumer to tip these people. Now, since the pandemic, this is what I learned anyway. On mm-hmm. I don't know one of the things I looked at to to reverse that. So it it puts a kind of like an added layer of expense on the consumer. Well, if they decide to take that away that to not make you feel obligated to tip mm-hmm. well then they have to incorporate it into their prices of their products so instead of a five dollar let's say latte or whatever um now it's going to be six dollars and so you're none the, so either way the consumer is still going to be paying more for you know whatever it is that they want not necessarily, though, when you have these um, restaurants or organizations that are well below, you know, the minimum wage, and they're just counting on Tracy and Catherine to fill the gap. Well, that's what I'm saying that this report was on, that if they want to fix that, if they want to get rid of the tipping thing, it's so standard now at these places that they're saying they do have to incorporate it into the pricing. It would make things a little bit more clear. And yeah. clear communication is is something that we all look for. Like we all want to know what is the expectation? How much is the thing? I watched a video of, of a guy who the cops had to be called on him. He was so upset because there he, he ordered his food mm-hmm. and then there was a mandatory tip and it was just him and another person. It wasn't like a table of 20 you know, where they, the gratuity is included. Okay. It was a mandatory tip. Oh my goodness. And he said, I don't pay mandatory tips. That's right. I plan to tip, but I, I will decide what to tip. Well, the restaurant said, no, here, this is it. It's a mandatory tip. Oh my goodness. What, was it a big chain? I don't know. It was a Chinese restaurant, but they had to call the police and Mm. the police came and the guy was just outraged because of the principle of it. 
Well, exactly right. I don't and blame him. No, right. And it's funny you say that because I there's a quote here by somebody on this thing that I'm reading. And it says, you have to go out of your way to not tip now. And that's what a lot of people resent. Also, I want to point out while I'm thinking about it, 30%, this is as of July 5th, 2023, 30% of Americans say tipping culture is out of control. And um, I'll bet it's way more than that because this is just out of a, you know, um, a survey that they must have taken. Imagine all the people they didn't get, right? Yeah. For this survey. You know, the other thing, it's not necessarily a tip, but when you go to the cash register at Goodwill and they say, would you like to round up <laughs> and support our Goodwill mission? And then you say, what is your mission? <laughs> what is it? <laughs> we employ people well yeah so does every other business okay the other thing is like say at PetSmart or something like that even though I don't have a pet so I don't go to PetSmart but I've heard that these different chains they do. that they'll say would you like to donate ten dollars to something something dog humane thing mm -hmm. okay here's the here's the problem that I have with that mm -hmm. then the corporation at the end of the year will put out some kind of big public relations campaign saying we donated a million dollars yeah. to pet humanity thing or whatever it is. Yeah. No. No. Right. Your customers donated. Mm -hmm. No, I don't like that. I don't like that either. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if my attitude is right, though. Maybe I should change it. Um... No, well, I, I, think, I don't think so. I think that I am um, falling prey or victim or whatever to that fatigue. Like you just can only take so much of it, you know? Yeah. I mean, you're going to give to the things that you're passionate about. If you're passionate about dogs, you're going to give to that. If you're passionate about sewing or whatever, you're going to give something to that. It should not be obligatory at all. Yeah. This is something you give out of, like you just right. said, it's a, it's a passion. It's a, it's a spirit of giving in generosity and charity yeah. in those cases. Yeah. You give from the heart. Mm -hmm. uh, okay. To tip or not to tip. We talked about that. What industries and how much we kind of talked about that, but I want to hear yeah, from you. I know what you're going to, mm -hmm. I want to hear your story about buying your daughter's wedding dress. <laughs> Come on now. So just a couple months ago, myself and my daughters and um, her group of friends and my sister, we went to the bridal shop that my daughter wanted to go to. And funny, because not only did I not realize that I was paying for the wedding dress, so I was totally unprepared. <laughs> I mean, we had told my daughter we would give her a certain amount. And she told me later that she told me that it was going toward the wedding dress. I don't remember her saying that, but... I'm not going to contest that. The point is I wasn't ready. And so anyway, we had this really nice experience at the bridal shop mm -hmm. and the gal was great. I loved her. She reminded me of Colleen Bruns. Okay. Nice. And hi, Colleen. Yeah. Hi, Colleen. Mm -hmm. Anyway. Yeah, she, she was great. But, uh, and I shouldn't say but, and we even got, you know, a little bit of champagne and um, oh, yeah. she was <laughs> really good in including me in the decision process for, for Ellis and just kind of respectful of everybody's um, position in, in the bridal party. Mm -hmm. Well, so Ellie did pick out a dress. So that's when I started to realize because the gal helping us was talking to me more when she was talking about the costs and I'm like what is she talking to me <laughs> <laughs> I 
<laughs> Literally, yeah. I was like, what's going on? <laughs> I could just Are you looking to me. I could just see you starting to sweat. Oh yeah. And panic. <laughs> and wondering Wait a minute. How am I gonna pay for this? What? How much is it? How much did you say? I like that other dress better, the cheap one. I'm buying a car. <laughs> I can't buy a dress. That what? dress probably more than the car. Oh, I can't put on a prairie dress, Alice. <laughs> well, anyway. So, uh, not, but you know, by the time we're done, I'm realizing, okay, I got to crack open my wallet for this. And thank God I had money, you know, but I don't always have extra money like that were you worried when she took the card away were you going "Mm, i hope it goes well sometimes it happens but no not not this time but anyway so we get up to the counter and i don't want to disparage at all the gal helping us i mean i i loved her she was great which is what's coming here so we go to check out and it's one of those things where they turn the point of sale thing to you and glaring at me, and she's right behind it. She's right, at the counter right. checking me out. With the daggers. Mm. <laughs> it says on there 2%. I think it said 2, 5, and 10. I'm like, 2%? <laughs> you know, for tip. Well, first yeah. of all, I didn't expect tip to be on there. Yeah. I was already in sticker shock for the price of the, the dress. price of the dress, plus shock just the fact that I'm paying for it. <laughs> and then there's this tip selection and as i see it i'm like two five and ten i'm like well that's unusually low (laughs) usually it's like 20 30 35 nowadays so what'd you do so i panicked and i hurried up and i hit 10 because i didn't want to be looking cheap cheap and not generous and then as i was doing it or just did it i realized what i had done i'm like oh my god Oh my god, what am I doing? And then you can't undo it. Oops. I didn't mean to do that, you know. So so there I paid ten percent. The maximum that was on there. Please oh, sir. I, I, I couldn't Oh my gosh. And I just could not believe there was a tip thing on there. I just didn't expect it. Okay, right? here's the thing mm-hmm. for a wedding. Mm-hmm. It's a big service uh heavy industry. Yeah. You got a tip the uh caterer you gotta tip the cake baker you gotta tip the staff yeah like if you look up wedding tips yeah check it out well i didn't even realize way back when we got married that you you tip the priest you well in our case it was a priest yeah the officiant Mm -hmm. well right oh (laughs) (laughs) that's me tracy is going to i'm gonna be the officiant at ellis's wedding that's right that's funny she's looking at me with these big eyes like "Mm -hmm." hey i i got uh, ordained for this deal my certificate's over there oh <laughs> yes anyway cost me 50 bucks i'm just saying <laughs> <laughs> and you leave a donation for the church which is half your flowers you know stuff like that i didn't know that then i you know i didn't know either when i was getting married mm-hmm. my mother-in-law and father-in-law thankfully you know helped me get a heads up on that yeah so then i was like oh yeah okay better do that <laughs> Uh, but anyway, yeah, so that was that, and that was a shock to me. What, whatever. Yeah, well, I guess well, you that's got through how it. it goes. I was surprised. So when we travel, right? Yes. We, for your gigs and things like that. Yeah. 
I was surprised the first time I saw you leave a tip for housekeeping. Yeah. And it was something I had never thought of before. I was like, oh, wow. I have mixed feelings about it even today. There's times where, you know, I'm not with you or whatever and I'll... I'll leave like a blessing and I'll make sure the person knows I'm a Christian, you know, like I'll do that Mm -hmm. and say, you know, whatever. But I still have mixed feelings about it because you're tipping before you even know what kind of job they're going to do. You know what I mean? And it's probably not the same person that did your room before you got there. Well, the other thing is now they don't even come into your room unless you specifically say, I would like clean towels. I would like my the exactly. bed made if you're staying more than one night. Right. Yeah. That's why I have mixed feelings about it. Yeah. I, I like to leave I, and I don't leave much. I just leave like five bucks and I, I don't I think that's a lot. It's probably not enough you know, it's not going to change anybody's life, Mm -hmm. but I usually leave like a business card or something and just, it's just a little notion of thank you for whatever. I've done it at Verbo Homes and things Uh like that. Yeah. Verbo Rentals, I should say. Yeah. So to tip or not to tip, I would say tip when you feel like it, but don't tip if you don't. That's it. I also would say, so 20%, I learned, is still the standard, even though there's those options for 25 and 30%. Yeah. And that it's still at a sit-down restaurant, especially if you have good service, that's what the the standard still is today. I'm happy to do that. I'm just going to say again, I, don't, I hate that feeling of feeling obligated when you go to a drive-up or a walk-up. Yeah, I don't like that thing. either. Uh, no. If you have some somebody delivering something to your house, you know, like the pizza or if you're doing the DoorDash Door or whatever, Grubhub and all those. Yeah, definitely leave a tip. Yeah. I also like to tip in the hair care situation. Oh, I was going to say that. Yes. Nails, pedicures, That's hair. Right. Please be generous with. I mean, that is hard work. They are on their feet day after day. It You know, they cut up their hands. My thought <laughs> all is, kinds of stuff. if especially if they have made eye contact with you, they've acknowledged you and maybe talked to you in some ways, you know, a friendly way. Not that they have to talk to you the whole time because you probably don't want that. At least I don't when I'm getting my nails done. I've never had my nails, my hands done. Manicure. Yeah. But pedicure. Also massage. Don't forget massage. Also massage. Another one where I've always tipped and I still like to is when go on a tour and there's an enthusiastic tour guide that explains everything for you. Yeah. I always tip that. And the more enthusiastic and thorough they are or funny or whatever, then the more I'll tip. Another thing about tipping, I'll say this as an artist and an entertainer. Mm Mm-hmm. Almost every time that I go to any kind of a live entertainment situation, whether I'm sitting at, let's say, uh, Game On, which is a loungy bar, like uh, pub Mm -hmm. uh, uh, restaurant here in our town, if they have a guitarist and they have a tip jar, I will not leave without throwing a good tip in there. Same. Same. Please. Yes. Please. Yeah, yeah. I, tip your entertainers. I just have to yeah. tell you how hard this journey is. The journey of an artist, starving artist is real. It is a hard, long fought battle. And anybody who's still in the game <laughs> at all <laughs> deserves a tip. If you've enjoyed their music, yeah. please give them a tip. Uh, same with if you go to, say, a comedy show or, <laughs> or something similar. <laughs> 
if that artist has merch, go buy some merch. Because yeah, it, it does help. It, it helps sustain. a ton. Right. Please support live entertainment. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. All right. Let's, uh, unless you have anything else to share about that, let's go on to our scripture. Let's do that. Which is 2 Corinthians 9, 7. And let me get it up for you. Sorry, I didn't get it ahead of time because I was lazy or forgetful <laughs> or both. Okay, here's the scripture, 2 Corinthians 9, verse 7. It says, each one must give as he has decided in his heart, not reluctantly or under compulsion, for God loves a cheerful giver. That goes for tithing as well, well yeah. and which we fully support. That is so fitting. That is so perfect for our episode. It is because we don't want to be misers. We don't want to no, be rude. Right. I, and you know what? Honestly, my attitude with the grocery lady, I, do, I don't want to have a bad attitude. You know what I mean? Like, I don't want to. So I Same. need to correct that. And just, I can still express myself and say, you know, would you please get that from underneath? But mm -hmm. to have the, a bad attitude, and I'm a human being. I'm not beating myself up over it. But here's our call to action for this whole episode, mm -hmm. too, is just to give generously from the heart. Right. That's it. Right. Just give with be, And generosity. be graceful. You know, we, yeah. we, we get it that sometimes it's just a bad day. And, yeah. you know, I, when I see a, a worker doing their job, like, begrudg begrudgingly, I do try to think, oh, maybe they had a real pill. Because guess what? The public is tough. It is. Yeah. It at is. the same time, yeah. if you're out there doing service stuff, um, just also remember on the other end people are tight yeah yeah it's this, times are tough it, it's tough a box of crackers is like six bucks <laughs> it's crazy you know what and right make my own crackers all right <laughs> yeah, right <laughs> you've been listening to the life happens laugh anyway podcast and i'm still comedian tracy DeGraff. i'm still Catherine. we'll see you next time bye, -bye.